You are listening to the Speech Space Podcast, a podcast full of tips, tricks, and resources for SLPs. I'm your host, Jessica Cassidy, and this is episode two. Hey everyone, today I'm going to be giving you guys some great tips for working on the dreaded R sound. So I know this sound gives us a lot of trouble, but I'm super excited to talk about some tips that you can implement into your therapy sessions. I brainstormed with a few of some of my favorite SLPs and I came up with a list of eight tips that I'm going to mention today. So let's get to it. The first tip comes from me, as this was one that I discovered to be helpful for me way back in grad school, actually, with one of my very first R clients. So for this one, you want to ask your student to pretend that their tongue is a train and the roof of their mouth is the track. And then you have the train start at the front of the mouth at the alveolar ridge, um, making the L sound, and then you have them start to move that tongue back as they're saying the L while they continue to produce sound until you hopefully hit an R sounding sound (laughs) as the tongue moves backwards. So you hope that that L will turn into an R as it moves back in the mouth. Now, my friend Karen, who blogs over at this PD Speechy, brings us tip number two. And she says that sometimes um, she's found that lip ties can be a culprit for students that have trouble with the vocalic R. So her tip is to always check for a labial frenum in the kids that have a lot of difficulty with lip movement, because sometimes she's found that there's a structural reason for their difficulty. And if that were the case, then you would you know, want to refer them to a pediatric dentist to have them check that out. Now, my friend Tracy, who blogs over at Gold Country SLP, offers tip number three. Now, she says that she uses co-articulation phrases to help with the post-vocalic R. Her tip is to have students produce phrases like car race and ask them to produce it like it's one word. Then she has them say the first word again by itself and has them stop right as they were going to say the second word. If they're not able to get the timing just right, Tracy says that it's a good idea to cut them off right before they produce the vowel in the second word. So it's really that anticipatory, you know, the co-articulation that you're using the R sound that they do already have in the beginning of the second word um, to try to get that post-vocalic R in the first word. She also adds that a tape recorder can be really useful for this task. Tip number four is from my friend Lisa from My Speech Tools, and she suggests using books like The Pirate That Couldn't Say R or Huawei for Wat. She says she does this because she likes to help explain the reason why her students are coming into speech to see her. And she also says it's a really great way for them to understand the social and cognitive aspect of having a speech difference. And I really couldn't agree more. I think that's a great idea to use those books. And I will, um, I'm not an Amazon affiliate, but I will leave links to those books in the show notes. Tip number five is from my friend Lindsay from Speech Things. And she points out that we really need to make sure our students can hear and see the difference between a correct R and an incorrect R. She reminds us that if a student can't discriminate auditorily or visually, 
then they're not going to get very far in your therapy sessions for working on the R sound. So you really need to start there first. She also offers um, these specific verbal cues when teaching the retroflex R, which are tongue flat, curl the tongue slowly, then close the jaw just a little bit. And she says that you can use hand gestures to go along with those verbal cues to help even further. Another tip that I learned is when trying to teach a new strategy to get those articulators in the right place, don't call it an R. <laughs> this is because your students have already, they already have an idea of what their version of the R sounds like. And sometimes if you call it an R, that's what they're going to try to do. So before you try a new tip or trick, don't tell them that you want them to make an R just yet. Tell them that you're going to be making some different sounds together and just go from there. I do feel the need to clarify here. I'm not saying not to let your student know why they're in speech therapy or what the big goal is, but just as an approach when trying to retrain those articulators to get them in the right place. Now, tip number seven is from my friend Donna from Badger State Species, and she offers the advice to intervene early. And I agree with this. Uh, she says it's not uncommon for her to go into pre-K and kindergarten classes and do push-in sessions where the students do things like practicing um, discriminating between R and W and producing the R sound in front of an, a mirror. Donna feels like it's her way of helping students from developing deeply ingrained error patterns that need intervention at a later date. I'm sure a lot of us would agree that we do see older students who have deeply ingrained error patterns with those R's. Now, the last tip I want to mention is for helping with tongue tension. Now, we know our students need to be able to have the appropriate amount of tongue tension for producing the R. So one tip is to have them do something forceful, like pushing a wall or picking up a chair to, when trying to make the R sound that can help with that tension. And if that doesn't work, another way to demonstrate tongue tension is by placing a wet toothette on the roof of their mouth and then asking them to use their tongue to squeeze the water out. So there you have it. Eight tips that you can start using in your speech therapy sessions this week. If you like a no print mini that contains some minimal pairs for working on the R sound to help with that auditory discrimination, Go to thespeechspace.com, click on podcast, then click on episode two and check the show notes for the link. Or you can just simply go to bit.ly, which is bit.ly slash rnoprintmini. I'd like to give a special shout out to my friends, Tracy, Lisa, Karen, and Lindsay, and say thank you so much for sharing your lovely tips with our listeners today. For those of you tuning in, you can check out the show notes to learn a little bit more about these SLPs. And thank you so much for listening in today. Please check back next week when we're going to be talking about using mindfulness in speech therapy.